Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We are live. This is Graham Brown. We are today on tour of the Asian startup ecosystem to find out who are the builders, who are building the startup ecosystem out there. So interestingly, we're talking to the accelerators, the funds, and also the corporates who are core part, a stakeholder within that ecosystem. So today, here we are in the beautiful view in front of Marina Bay Sands in Standard Charters headquarters, joined by some of the SC team as well as SC Ventures. So maybe we can do a quick round robin first, a who's who. Starting with you, sir, Harry, welcome. So who are you? Thank tell, you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do here. Sure. So my name is Harry Rajmohan. I am part of the SC Ventures team, um, and I'm specifically focused on their investment front uh, as part of SC Ventures. Um, quick background, um, I've been with Standard Chartered for close to seven years now. Um, I was with their private equity arm for, for most of it between the Singapore and the Dubai offices. And I joined the team um, a few months back, um, the ST Ventures team, and super excited. It's, it's a lot of fun um, right now. Yeah. And you're from, let's not sort of forget, a part of the world which is close to my own heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm from uh, the south of India, this, uh, this beautiful state called Kerala. Yeah. Um, it's called the God's Own Country. Yeah, absolutely. super pretty, amazing food, Beautiful. great beaches. It's, we can uh, talk about the food all I day. Know, yeah, <laughs> you need a separate podcast. We for do. For that. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Harry, welcome. Thank you very much for your hospitality in bringing us here as well. So we're going to dive a little bit into that area of the world as well. So, sure. Marion. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much for making this happen. And um, let's tell a little bit about yourself. So, Marion. Marion. Yeah. Where are you from originally? <laughs> Did I give it away? <laughs> I've set you up with an easy one there. <laughs> She's from India. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> you can tell from the name. Yeah, France, southeast of France. Southeast of France. Yeah. And how long have you been in Singapore? Uh, almost three years now. Three years. Yeah, before I was in Paris. Yeah, from the world of banking. You've been, how long have you been in banking? All my life. Yeah. Uh, financial years, <laughs> Five years. More or less. <laughs> I multiply by three. <laughs> okay, don't give the game away, Marilyn. Yeah. So, okay, um... We're going to talk about SE Ventures. I mean, it's great that you reached out to us as well to come and do this podcast together and mm. learn a little bit about what you're doing here and you know how you're sort of contributing to building uh, the fintech ecosystem here in Singapore. Okay. It's a great place for fintech. It's one of probably the best places in the world for fintech. Sure. So I want to find out a little bit about your thoughts about Singapore as well yeah. as mm -hmm. an ecosystem, as well as what you're seeing from the fintech space. And over to you, sir. Lastly, but not leastly, Renee. Uh, hi, I'm Renee Michaud. Uh, I head up our uh, fintech client advisory team. Um, and what we do is focus on uh, providing core banking services to fintechs that are looking to scale their business model across the markets in which we operate. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, a great job. I get to talk to some of the smartest people in the world on a regular basis. Um, my background, I've been in banking for a little while, 20 years as a banker. And um, uh, from Australia, as you can tell by the rather grating nasal accent on the mic. Yeah, but not originally from Australia. No, I was, I was born in South Africa. Yeah, so. well, a very interesting name as well, which probably goes way back. So, Yeah, French Huguenot in, in South Africa. So, um, But it's always fun to watch the Springboks play uh, the French. Right. As you see the same names on both sides of the pitch and you, it's uh, confusing. <laughs> you don't have arguments internally, do you? Oh, we, the Marion and I never argue. Okay. All right, great. <laughs> okay. Let's go there. So, um, okay, let's get started. Um, let's talk a bit about SC Ventures first. And let's talk about what it is that you're trying to do here. 
And, you know, really, I suppose we can maybe start by what's the pain point of the fintech ecosystem, if you like. Why do we need, for example, uh, a corporate to help support and build this ecosystem? Why can't startups just do this on their own? So what's missing? So maybe we can start about the origins, the genesis of SC Ventures. Where did it come from? What was the idea behind it? And also, you know, particularly what you focus on in the fintech ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so SC Venture, what, what is interesting is that actually we are celebrating just, we have celebrated last week our first anniversary. So SC Venture has been created one year ago. Uh, it's, let's see, has a department of Standard Chartered. Um, we have actually uh, three main activities. Uh, the first one is the accelerator with the E, which is actually the... I would say the initial activity. So if you have to um, uh, very quickly uh, summarize what is the accelerator is the innovation lab, the physical space in charge of uh, the transformation of the culture, the mindsets. Our clients are typically uh, the different business unit and also the different function. Uh, we have then uh, two additional activities that actually came up with SC Ventures. Uh, the second one, so the, the first additional activity is uh, the investment part, the investment home. Uh, and the third one is the ventures, uh, which is about designing new business model, creating new team. And uh, because the idea is that um, you can transform the 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 bank or the corporate in general with the change of culture, change of mindset, but you need also to design new business model. Mm. That's the idea. And so um, if there is one sentence that summarizes SC Ventures is what we call rewiring the DNA uh, uh, because uh, in banking, yeah. Yeah, it's that, a, that's a that, big that's challenge. That's a right? big mission. So when you set out on this mission, how did they sort of recruit the right people for that mission? Because they've got to, I mean, banking's a very risk-averse industry, I guess, by its own, D- you talk about the DNA, the DNA is, is, is risk-averse, or it should be, right? You know, especially in retail banking, for example. How, how do you get the right people for that job? Yeah. So, so what is interesting is, I think, um, the person we have created as Venture, Alex Manson, actually, I took a risk, but I think... One year after, I think that was that was well done, and my boss is not here. Just to be clear, um, I think the <laughs> idea is you mix in the room right. uh, people with very very different profiles. Well, so what does it mean? You can imagine, okay, I'm going to take only the innovative guy. You know the because the banker by by nature are not innovative. This is what we hear all the time. And you say, okay, I'm going to put all the startup guy, the, you know, the cool guy, yeah. and we're going to run the thing. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work because actually uh, you need to understand what is the business of the bank. How does it work? And it's not so easy. It's not so easy. And uh, so the idea is that you imagine a pool of people with very different background, very different expertise. So people who actually run already a startup. Um, from, I mean, in different type of entrepreneur, but you have also people who actually have been in the bank for a while. Mm. And of course, not everybody is able to work in this type of environment. You have to be flexible. You need to have this kind of entrepreneurship uh, mindset, mm. ready also to push the boundaries because that's that's about, when you talk about transformation and organization, it's not that, oh, let, let's do something nice or let's communicate on the ecosystem that we are doing something nice. No, it's, it's not only about that. It's about, okay, how can we find alternative? How can we find workaround? How can I 
find the right people uh, has a um, kind of advocate stakeholders. You need to convince people. You need to charm people. That that's that's the idea of working at SC Venture. Mm. So in terms of profile, you need to have very um, um, people who are yeah ready to do things. But of course, you're still working in a bank, and of course, we are not taking crazy decision. So you need to find the right balance be- between pushing the boundaries and 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 still doing good things and. Yeah, yeah, and that in itself is a challenge, isn't it? Finding those people because you can go all the way out to the extreme of the startup world and people who are taking huge risks. um, And at the same time, you have to bring in a a little bit of that, the corporate culture, the lean thinking, the way of doing more with less, which sort of goes into the DNA of the startup world and bring that into a bank where you have parameters and you have regulation mm-hmm. and you have a certain guideline that you can mm-hmm. run with, a narrower track than people can, who can go out there and just innovate and do what they like. So I, I, the think, I think if you bring the people from the external environment, you need to have people who actually knows what is possible, but at the same time that I have to be a little bit reasonable, meaning understand that actually when you work for a corporate, you cannot do like everything you want that that's the thing and on the other side if you if you take someone that i've been working for x years in a bank you need to have someone that still believe in the bank Mm. and and the other thing is is ready to say okay come on let's go let's go let's go that so that that's not an easy thing it's it's really interesting it's like a paradox right so you've got someone who is cognizant of the risk uh, cognizant of the structure in which they work but is passionate about doing the right thing for the for the customer and the right thing for the business um and i think you know that that energy is certainly what we what i see collaborating with the sc ventures folks mm. yeah we'll come to that i mean i want to talk about the energy as well and how that sort of impacts the wider organization because this is a really interesting ongoing discussion about the impact of creating innovation hubs within an organization. It's not just about the innovation, but how it affects, for example, people's feelings about their employers and so on. And, you know, that whole sort of like retention of talent. Yeah. You could easily lose all the best people into the fintech space, right? But what happens if you could do all those kind of things that they want to do out there in here with resources, right? So that's a, an area that we'll go to a bit later on. I want to bring you in, Harry. Sure. Um, you come in on the the CVC side of things. So maybe yeah, you can explain great. a little bit about how that sure. works in your background. And also, I'm always curious when projects like this are pitched to people like yourself who mm-hmm. have choice, mm-hmm. you could go anywhere with your skills. What was it that spoke to you about what they were trying to do here? Sure. Um, so t- to um, take a step back on, on the fund itself. So it is. So what we're looking at is a $100 million fund, US dollars, and it is all balance sheet money from the bank. Um, what we are trying to achieve here is to really partner with fintechs. Uh, well, the caveat here is that the company has to have done a POC, a proof of concept with um, with the bank. And there is uh, an idea to move into production and potentially scale that product within the organization. So within the realms of, of, of those, those, um, those uh, limitations, we aim to achieve, you know, um, financial returns, like market financial returns, uh, by investing into these companies. But I think the, the way we stand out is that we are truly trying to be partners for these organizations. Um, we, we are not here in it just to make money. 
we are trying to empower these fintechs. We um, we constantly uh, are engaged in dialogues between the different business units in the bank and our own panel of experts, sector experts. We try to connect our fintechs with with these experts and 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 really like encourage them to think outside the box. See what what other use cases can their their product you know have today. Mm. When when these these companies come to us when they're at their Series A, Series B stages, this you know the products can still move around and and having the benefit of a big organization like Standard Chartered behind them that that's super great um, for these companies. Mm. So we align incentives with the bank, the broader Standard Chartered Bank, and um, and and really empower these companies to you know take take a step forward. Um, and my own interest in this, um, well, in my previous life, um, so investing is something that I absolutely like um, personally. And over the last six years, I've been investing into, you know, shipping companies, uh, poultry farms, baby diapers, um, <laughs> you know, in, in Saudi, in Jordan, in Singapore, Malaysia. And, from, you know, that's a different world. That's definitely a different world. And this is super exciting because this is really the frontier tech. You're looking at things that are changing so fast. Um, and, and for me personally, I was also involved in the bank's uh, investment into Ripple uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. That was my first, I would say, the taste of um, venture investing. Um, so from then on, I've been trying to keep track of what's going on in the industry, etc. And then when this opportunity was presented to me, um, there was no second thought for me. This was this was it. This is a great opportunity to really know about the ecosystem, to learn a lot, and also um, to go back to Marion's point. This is this is such an amazing environment. Like I've been here for four, nearly four months, and um, you know you're sitting next to coders, designers, actual entrepreneurs, ex-entrepreneurs, bankers, ex-bankers. It's it's and investors. It is mm. it's truly a different world from where I was. You know, uh, just a few months ago, um, though. In, in essence, what I'm still doing is investing. Right. So, yeah. Do you, when you go back to your, your previous life, as you call yeah. it, and you're building spreadsheets and models for diapers and chicken farms, mm. you know, that mindset that you've learned there, you know, you've, you've learned your trade on a very different world. Do you bring something to the table that startups don't necessarily see? Even if, for example, they're Series A, Series B, Series XYZ, you know, they maybe far bigger than some of the the companies that you've worked with mm-hmm. however do they do they sort of lack a different sort of way of doing things because you, you dealt with quite sort of tangible businesses in many ways you know that didn't necessarily exist in the digital world but you know had very structured and very well-known business models yeah you know, that's an interesting point um yeah, the chickens were actually there, right? Yeah. The ships were actually there. Yeah. There's no blockchain. <laughs> There's no there. code. There's um, no code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I think the catch here, the, the interesting point here, is that um, when you come from a world where, you know, as as you described, you know, from a tangible world where things existed, you you always are grounded. I would say you because you know what reality is, mm. and and I think it's a combination of bringing that concept of you know that being grounded, etc. Uh, to entrepreneurs who are constantly flying high. Yeah. I think, um, again, it's a balancing act. You want entrepreneurs who are widely ambitious, but you also want them to be you know, close to the ground because you want to be, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the way to you know, achieve greatness, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, th- I guess I bring um, you know, a, a bit of that to, to the entrepreneurs. Um, and then 
you know, when they when they come up with the business plans and projections, I'd be like, yeah, let me run that, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> maybe not, right? <laughs> or maybe yes, right? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes stuff that they've missed. Uh, another thing is. Um, for for first time entrepreneurs, they tend to um, you know again uh, you know they're wildly ambitious, but they might miss um, things that might happen to their companies five years, six years from now. So, as as an investor who has you know seen companies which have gone through this evolution maybe like ten years ago, mm. you are able to give them opinions and and maybe guidances on like why don't you think about this? This is really setting yourself up for five years from now. So these these small bits of quote unquote wisdom. Is is valuable mm. in my opinion to to the startups and and I'm I'm not a one man team. We, our team is really four people, and uh, we have ex entrepreneurs and seed investors and and people who have actually worked across the value you know value system really. So together, I think we are able to give um, our the entrepreneurs that we work with a a very balanced and uh, yeah a balanced view. Okay, yeah. and is there any investment thesis there for the the fund? Do you have uh, obviously we talked about Series A onwards? Yeah, well, we actually focus on Series B and above. Right, um, Series A by exception, you know, exceptional companies maybe, mm. but otherwise it's really Series B and and later stages. And okay. we try to invest anywhere between half a buck to five, uh, again uh, US dollars. Um, so typically minority investments, and um, and we we again typically do not take lead positions in investments, but we uh, we are usually part of a consortium. Okay, and do you only invest in startups that have a an impact on Standard Chartered, or that's right? Is that a key part of the the Correct. manifesto that so you have to have some sort of tangible benefit to yeah, SC? So the part of the thesis is that the company has to have a relevance for the bank. Um, and and these is uh, the, the typical way is for the company to have done a proof of concept with the business right. unit, and and the business unit is happy with it, and they want to go into production and you know ultimately scale within the bank. So that is a great you that's a great scenario under which the investors you know that we come in and then we are like, you know what there is, um, there is potential for financial returns as well on top of the partnership that we have developed with okay. these companies. So if they're coming to you, what stage do they come? If, for example, you're investing at Series B onwards, they have to do a proof of concept yeah. with you before. What sort of stage are they doing the POC with you? It can really vary, right, Marion? I would say uh, sometimes even Series B stages or even about even before that, Series yeah. A, Seed. Okay, so you have seed startups coming here doing a POC with you, and then yeah. you're sort of growing with them all the way up to yeah. Series B and beyond. Okay, right. the idea is that most of the people think that when you when corporate talk about working with fintech is is only for running POC. Mm. Um, I would say that it's maybe part of the learning curve. Yes, you start by the POC because it's kind of have a new thing. Um, so of course, yes, we we have run POC and we are still running POC. Um, but but the idea is that um, we uh, yeah we we start with we were very interesting in the technology and but we we what is interesting is that we always start with the business case mm. instead of saying hey I want something like uh, I want a machine learning thing or except if we have a very particular case but the idea is we start with the business case uh, and by the way we have launched very recently a platform for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called SC Venture Fintech Bridge uh, because the idea is that we know there are uh, startups in this ecosystem actually want to work with us, but they are struggling. They are struggling because actually uh, when you want to work, it's not only for Standard Chartered, is that when you want to work with a corporate bank or not a bank, by the way, uh, you don't know where you should start. You don't know who is the right person. So the yeah. idea is uh, we said, okay, 
uh, we had many time conversation with the startup about that. And uh, so they reached 20 different people. And, and in many cases, to be honest, it's not the right person. Yeah. Or at the end of the 20 meeting, yeah, yeah. yes, they find But for out a startup, right. that can be a lot of time. Exactly. Time down is precious for them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And time is precious for us too. Yeah. Uh, let, let's be clear. And so the idea of that platform is, okay, you want to work with us, uh, please uh, join this platform, create a profile. It takes four minutes. We, it's also with this idea that we want to go super fast because their mm -hmm. time is precious. And based on the tech tag, based on where they think their solution may be relevant. So I give you an example. You say, okay, I have a solution in robo-advisory. I think my solution may be relevant for Wells. Um, let's say you're based in Europe and you want to target Asian markets. So you mentioned that on, on the platform where you create the profile and we do the matchmaking mm -hmm. to connect you with the right people from the bank. And it's a global platform. It's not only for Singapore. And so that could be the, the beginning of the journey. At the same time, in your profile, you can also mention that you're looking for investment. So maybe it won't be for these guys But actually, we have also, I mean, they have the network of investors. So the idea is, how can we help? So when I'm saying, yes, we have run and we're still running POC like any kind of corporate, yes. But also the idea is we want to have a long-term partnership with them. The idea is not to use uh, a startup like a, just a random vendor. That's not the point. Yes, they can supply some of the technical solution that we don't have. But the idea is, how can we help? How can we help them in their grow? How can we collaborate? And uh, yes, that's the idea. Okay. And and there are all the things also interesting on that platform. There is also, we share some of our challenges. So the idea is how can we be uh, more open? Because that's also um, most of the time what the ecosystem said about uh, the corporate people. Mm. Oh yeah, you're very arrogant. The corporate people. Yeah, <laughs> like corporate, you're very arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can easily be seen as two different worlds. I, I like the idea of what you've built here. I mean, a bridge, and I think it's an onboarding for startups. And, you know, I've seen, for example, large MNCs like Unilever. Unilever has Foundry, which is effectively a bridge between those corporate guys yeah. and startups. Because I don't think you can just, the challenge I think is plugging startups into exactly. a bank or an MNC like a Unilever, and it just it becomes a mess because there's no onboarding process. You know, what happens is, is they go to the wrong department mm. that they talked about and waste everybody's time and they get frustrated and startups, you know, like this, we've got to get of everything course. now mm. and, and large corporates operate in different timeframes. Right. So that I think is the first step creating these bridges because that helps startups interface and corporates interface with each other on the right terms you know, and speak the same language as well, which is yeah, really important. Yeah, so that's interesting, the language, because the idea is also the way we talk to them uh, with the idea of not or stopping or not looking as harrogan. The idea is there is, uh, when you look at the way we, we speak on this website, is really straightforward. Uh, we want to go fast. Uh, the challenge is max three months from the moment you, you start to, I mean, we open the application till the final choice. Because, I mean, we don't have time. They don't have time. We want to go straight. If it's yes, if it's no, they need to know very quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so definitely the way we communicate with them is, is important. Yeah, and I'd add that um, over the course of the last few months, you know, we have really 
um, shorten the the time for the company to go from hey stranger to a company who is you know can start the proof of concept. Like if it is an anonymized set of data that they want to play with, we could even start within two weeks. Okay, that, that's pretty. That's so they could plug into your API easy, effectively. Yeah. And, and everything has been like made super clear. It is very yeah. intuitive. The it's really like make the life of your fintech partner super easy. Mm. That, that's really been the backbone. And actually. You can find through the same platform we're talking uh, interviews from the startup we have been working. So we are not lying. <laughs> and actually, what is interesting right, we'll that we're, you. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm serious. When we have built this platform, actually, the value proposition we tested mm. with some of the startups we have been working. And we have tested also with the French tech. Say, mm. guys, what do you think? And, and they have tested the first prototype too. Uh, so, so the idea is that uh, they told us actually, hey, you have a what you call connected network. Oh, what does it mean? Say, so, okay, you say that you're an international bank, but many other banks are international, right? Oh. But the idea is that you start with a use case with one country, and then let's say Singapore, and then you continue with India because actually your different entities are really connected and you share the information. And so that that's they said to us, you need to mention that on 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 your platform. Okay, let's talk about then the challenges in building something like the, the, what you are doing in SE Ventures and on the platform and even sort of connecting all the dots here that you're dealing with a world of startups and there is you know two different sides here from coming from different, different angles maybe and different languages and so on. And it's putting all this together is a little bit of a challenge when you sort of like interface everybody a bit more closely. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. And I'm keen to know what you've learned in the process and you know, how has it challenged you? Because you know, coming into this world, you must have had some expectations, and it's been a journey. You've you behaved more startup-like in your own sort of approach, and I think the co the corporates have taught the startups in the process, so they've learned something. What about from your aspect and your angle, like working with startups? What, what sort of things, firstly, were the eye openers for you, and then also how did you sort of take those insights and then you know work that into the re rewiring the DNA? of the bank, if you like. So maybe we can just do a quick round robin. Working with startups, what, what did you sort of, you know, get from that experience? So, um, you know, working with startups as clients has been really uh, informative and, and insightful and it's part of the reason why we're really focused on doing that and prioritising it. We want to, um, you know, we learn as much from working with the startups as they learn from us and uh, one of the big insights that we saw early on with uh, one of our fintech clients in particular was the level of sophistication in their financial crime uh, department. The, soft, the way they were using software and the way they were using automation, um, this was quite a big insight for, for us um, when it's very easy, as you know, coming from the bank side to sort of just look out into startup land and, and all of the cliches that you've talked about so far in terms of it's um, hot risk takers, everything's a bit, you know, more startup-y and a bit more um, out there and very broad around the way that things are approached. Actually, what we found is that as startups scale, their ability to adapt to the regulatory requirements, particularly for payments companies, uh, for wallet providers, people who are working in a more regulated space within um, mm. the startup landscape, the ability to redeploy very capable technology resources uh, to uh, develop and, and respond to that, to leverage other tech from other startups and to really respond to that strongly it has been quite informative in the way that we, we look at this and has sort of given us a lot of um, 
uh, or reinforce the fact that it's really important for us to see fintechs as clients and to support them in their growth. Mm. So when you you um, work with startups like that who are scale-ups effectively and they're able to adapt, as you say, to a regulatory environment, they're not just sort of chaotic, innovative messes. They're actually people who are very much delivering a good product market fit and scaling and, mm-hmm. and dealing with a problem in the market. When you come away from that and think about the bank in itself and the whole sort of like financial industry, does that make you feel like I've got to raise my own game personally or we've got to raise our game yep. or we've got to, I mean, how does that sort of work then when you bring that back into the world of regulated and, and very much corporate um, behavior? Yep. No, I mean, that's a great question. And um, I mean, Marion's talked very much about um, the fact that as we go to market, we the tendency can be in banking culture to be slightly paternal and arrogant. We've tried really hard in our approach um, not to do that. So if you look at what what comes back in, we definitely want to challenge ourselves to be better at banking. I mean, we're a 160-year-old bank. We're heavily regulated. We do need to make sure that we take care of all of the risk and compliance aspect of of working with uh, fintech. Um, But it challenges us to try and do that in a a better way. So, um, you know, an an example of this was uh, the deal we did with uh, Ant Financial uh, last year where we did the blockchain remittance from Hong Kong to the Philippines. Um, You know, that, that allowed us to challenge the internal processes and deliver that in a very short space of time, much faster than many people expected that we were going to be able to deliver that, mm. including, you know, direct participation in that uh, blockchain. So, you know, the ability to um, have a different sales approach where it's much more collaborative, there's much more learning on both sides, is really um, helping support exactly what the Ventures guys are doing with rewiring the DNA of banking. You know, we're asking ourselves to be much better at what we do, to become better shaped to work with fintech clients. Um, and, you know, the, the, the learning value of that is just huge. And we are seeing a really important cultural shift, not away from risk and control or, you know, uh, risk and compliance, but a way to do that process more mm. effectively and to try and do it more quickly as well in support of the clients. Can you, can you talk a little bit about and open this all up to how a an internal um, organisation like SE Ventures and also what you work on as well Um sort of really, you know, it's, it's a movement within an organization. And now it's sort of, you know, you have, for example, a role where you're now almost selling internally the idea of what you're doing. And you may find, I mean, what I find, for example, working with corporates is that the people who are on board with the project are not necessarily all the guys from compliance or, you know, you find it sort of joins across all these different departments and you get, you get this sort of like, not a tribe, but it's sort of people joined by dots who may before SC Ventures or before anything that you were doing here, not have been communicating with each other. And this sort of facilitates that that mission internally that sort of cuts across departments. So can you talk a little bit about that? Does that happen here? You know, do you find people from different departments getting on board and saying, you know, I really like this project. Um, 20 years ago, you know, I would have been on the retail side of things or I would be on the investment side of things or however it may be, everybody would have been pigeonholed. Yep. So I'm really fascinated by how that works, the mechanics of it. I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant point that you raise. And what's interesting, it doesn't matter where you go, you've always got people in different areas of the bank that are absolutely, or any organisation that are passionate about um, doing things the best way possible, challenging the status quo in order to deliver the best outcome for the client and the best outcome for the organisation. And so, um, but what happens when you get energized around this? And I think the SC Ventures piece has been a, a big uh, catalyst for this is you, you do find each other in the organization and you, you know, we brought 
a lot of risk com- compliance people along the journey um, in developing the strategy around how we were going to approach fintechs as clients. And, um, you know, we've got some fantastic folks in our, uh, our risk departments in particular, uh, those who are experimenting with different tools around, um, you know, blockchains and being able to uh, look at the way that we can manage financial crime risk or the other compliance things that we have with, um, you know, digital currencies and cryptocurrencies and things like that. And, you know, we're certainly deeply exploring lots of different ways of, of approaching that. Um, and the same thing with uh, um, uh, the each area. So whether it's different product areas who are our API guys, you know, we've got some fantastic folks there doing um, huge work to massively improve the banking APIs. So when we first started doing this, you know, we had a limited set of functionality, um, but people are now fired up and, and the, the balance of having customers, uh, partners and, you know, that we're collaborating with um, connected together, that, that shared passion and, and that drive means that we get through that. And what it means though is that, you know, each of these people kind of own parts of the process that we mm. need to go through to get approvals or to make sure that we ticked all the boxes. Um, and that makes, you know, that makes it so much easier uh, to move forward. And the sponsorship we have from the top of the house as well is, is really strong. But I want to pick up on one point in that, you know, you talked about a tribe and you talked about that connectivity of different people. I think what we're seeing today is um, technology is also enabling us to have that network beyond the boundaries of the bank. So, you know, where we might have had to, you know, maybe well, certainly in my experience 10 years ago when I was working to try and do, you know, innovative things in banks, um, a lot of it was, you know, just tr- walking the floors and trying to find the people inside the building that could help me get stuff done. Um, but what's really interesting is you have now these lines of connectivity which go outside mm. the bank and back into the bank and, you know, you can you, you look at the way different people are solving problems and it's really um, a really good way for you not to feel isolated as an innovator um, but also to really test out your theses, right? So if you've, got a, if you've got a good idea, that's great, but everybody's got good ideas. So you have to have that network of people to say, you know, Okay, don't be an idiot. That's you know that's a nice idea, but that's not going to work for these reasons. What about if you do it that way? Yeah, th- sorry, I mean, Harry, that, go, that's go an go excellent on. point actually. Like, I was that's what, what I was going to say. Like, the the tagline is rewiring the DNA in banking, not just standard chartered. So the idea is to bring together solutions from you know solutions to problems which are not necessarily unique to standard chartered. So your, your solutions can come from people within the bank or from outside the bank. And, and an accelerator, for example, is a place where these guys come together and we're trying to solve problems together as a unit. Um, I mean, Marion would be able to share more details, but you know, we have an entrepreneur program where we drive innovation from within the organization. We encourage people to you know, come up with ideas and, and we sponsor them. We sponsor them uh, and we mentor them and to really like come up with solutions that, again, as I said, not necessarily restricted to the bank, but, uh, but outside as well. Let's talk about that because I imagine people within Standard Chartered, within your sort of first tier of, of, of your connected network outside, may be listening to this, mm-hmm. watching this, and they may be thinking, okay, I'm interested. What do I do? So what's, what's the step forward if they have an idea or they've been working on a, a side project or thinking about that, staring out the window on a Friday afternoon. What are the next steps for the onboarding of those sort of intrapreneurs? So they just have to reach us. <laughs> That's right. And how do they do that? That's, we have a internet. Okay. Uh, and at what well, stage do they reach you? Because I, I imagine a lot of people have ideas and A, have not taken it over the line in terms of this could actually work or I don't know who I should speak to or so maybe you're going to laugh at my idea. There is, um, I think there are plenty of different scenarios. The idea is, and this is what usually we say, 
the door is open. So whatever you need, we are here to advise, help you, support you. And it's not only if you have an idea and you want to move forward, it could be like, hey, I have this problem. You know, I think maybe I should use design thinking. What do you think about it? Can mm. you help me to facilitate a session? So um, going back to entrepreneur, uh, we have our a page. We have also... Uh, Many times we have a, a platform internally, we have an ideation platform uh, where we post some challenges so people can also uh, apply for if they have some idea or they just just need to come here or contact us and, and we help them to, to find also the right people because we were mentioning about finding the right stakeholder, finding the right advocate mm. and that's also the idea is that we are a platform and we help to connect with the right people. Maybe it's in Singapore, maybe it's another country but it's maybe someone that from Wales that we know and they don't know. I mean, it's really depending on the cases and it could be also externally. Let's say you have a solution related to payment and you're looking for um, potentially provider or vendor or whatever, we can help them too. So it's, it's really um, depending on the case, depending on their idea, uh, depending also of the stage of maturity too. Yes. Okay. What then does the future look like? Let's sort of picture success where we have that the platform is successful and growing and you've learned your lessons and that you've improved it, you've evolved it. And then you have this ecosystem that starts within Standard Chartered and then sort of like grows outside into Singapore and beyond. And then you have every bank doing this. And then you have AirAsia and you have Unilever and everybody's doing this. Every corporate has their own ecosystem and platform. And, you know, interconnectivity is driven from the outside as well so there are less walls and less boundaries what, what does that look like i mean what kind of world are we heading towards where that then becomes the norm and it's not just a project by the a skunk works like they were back in the days in these large corporates right this becomes the norm within corporations how does the future look how will ecosystems evolve and change how will people think differently about what we're doing here I'm happy to kick off on that. So. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that was a very sort of blue sky question. So feel free to pause and think about it. No, it's it's really, um, it, it's super exciting. So one of the, the great things is that we, um, the boundaries of, of competition are being redefined in, in ways where you can compete and um, collaborate with the same organisation. Now in banking, we've, we've had that for a while where we've banked other banks that, that compete with us in certain markets and then you know, we leverage off each other's capabilities in order to deliver better services. So what we're doing really is reframing that with a, with better tools and better connectivity. And I think um, a much more collaborative cultural approach where we're trying to, you know, it's it's not it's not such a sort of Gordon Gecko view of competition. Um, it's a, it's you know, okay, we're all, we all have strengths and capabilities that are different. And so at the end of the day, we you know we do compete with each other, um, but. It's mainly not to see who's better, but to try and provide the best possible service that we can to the end customer of that. And I think that's, for us, we're seeing that emerge already and it's challenging. You know, we're being challenged to be better at what we do and, you know, vice versa. We're challenging our clients to be better at what they do. And, you know, through through our internal um, collaboration, we're also racing to see who can, you know, kind of get the, the best solution out there the quickest. So it's certainly really exciting and um, I think it helps make us all better at, at what we do. Mm. You choose to put yourself in that environment where you're racing. That's I have uh, to. Yeah, I mean, I have to. Yeah, so 
just uh, sort of rounding up on that, I just want to know why you choose to do that, where you could have a corporate comfortable existence. I know you make a funny face, but uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there. No, no, I'm sure no, staring no. out their office windows now thinking, <laughs> With well, those guys go. walking commonly. Time to punch out. So why did you choose that? Yeah. Uh, so in my case, what is interesting is when I was student, I was working for, I, I wanted to work for a communication agency. And I always said, I would never be a banker, product manager. <laughs> Done. Tick, tick. Uh, so yeah, at less than 30 years old, I, I was a product manager in payments. But actually, I think, um, so going back to your question, I think what I like is, you. I think we have kind of spoiled as children. We have the chance to work in, in a great environment. That's mm. my view. Maybe you're not agree oh, with I agree. And yeah. um, we are doing, in my case, what I'm looking for is creative job where actually when I'm doing something, even if it's it's a teardrop in a big ocean, I'm changing something. Mm. Even if I have to spend my nights, weekend, walking a lot for making happen, I'm happy and I see that I'm transforming and I'm doing something at the end of the day. So that's why I like this because mm. I've always been in creative job doing and transforming the organization. That's, yeah. that's why. That and you request a lot of energy. Yeah, that, I mean, that, it sort of brings me around to the point we talked about earlier and, and just that the case for these kind of internal uh, organizations and these spaces, accelerators and CVC and so on. There is that case about, you know, how does this add real value to our ecosystem and, you know, develop products and innovation and also you know generate revenues of course there's also this interesting narrative that's coming out about internal um, corporate innovation and entrepreneurship about retaining the best talent because you know if you weren't able to express yourself and get involved in these kind of projects you know then the best people will leave you know the best people will go to the fintechs and work in the fintechs because that's the only way to be involved in these sort of like very creative industries yet we're now seeing that corporates are, are getting a hold of these ideas and saying okay actually we can we can have the best people here and they can have the resources and they can do this work you know yeah, and, so. and most of the time, the people who identify these problems are the ones who work for the bank, right? So if you have the money as an as an organization to support uh, coming up with a solution, why not? Yeah. Um, and and to go back to the point on um, on why are big organizations such as Standard Chartered, particularly Standard Chartered, doing this? I think that's the true hallmark of an organization that wants to stay ahead of the curve, right? You want to be constantly like questioning the way you operate. The fact that we've been around for 160 years does not mean we are just you know old or prehistoric. It just only means that we've been able to survive the last 160 years, and that has to be through you know doing a few couple of good things, and mm. one of which is innovation. And, and and a great example for this is I think in in Hong Kong, like where we uh, just a waiting license for a challenger bank. I mean, Hong Kong is a big market for the bank for to for us to actually go there and actually challenge ourselves that that's really like you know putting money where our mouth is right like actually invest in um, really dis like companies that have come up with disruptive solutions to the way we operate today but, it, but even to that to that hong kong point that wasn't that's not the first innovation we've ever done there right so mm. yeah you know yeah. we've been we've we were um 
the first note printing bank in, in Hong Kong and we've, you know, continued. And I know that that sounds like it's not very innovative these days, but at the time it was. And as, you know, cash was a massive part of that economy, we've made innovations to fight um, fraud and counterfeiting and all those sorts of things on that, you know, on that very simple basis. So just, you know, as you say, yeah. We're certainly not perfect at this, but we're um, challenging ourselves to be better. Constantly at trying. Exactly. Constantly trying, yeah. There you go. What a great note to end on. There you go. That is the startup world in a bank, <laughs> in the spirit of, I think, a bit of the startup DNA in a bank there. Constantly challenging yourself and trying and admitting you're not perfect as well. That's what we want to hear because that's when you, you, you admit that you don't know something, that's the knowledge gap that sort of strives you to try harder. So, I mean... Let's talk about the, I mean, sort of rounding up those that want to reach out. So we talked, for example, about the entrepreneurs within Standard Chartered, how they can onboard or at least maybe just come here and talk to you and find out what's going on. What about those outside in, you know, in Singapore or maybe in the wider ecosystem? How, how do they connect here if they don't have access to the platform or is that the starting point? How does it work? So if I'm a fintech and maybe at seed stage, what is my first step? So I will invite you to join this platform. So it's an external platform. Uh, it's called SC Venture Fintech Bridge. And I will invite you um, to create your profile for, for matchmaking. Matchmaking uh, meaning you're going to... Meaning that based on, on, on the tech tag. So going back to the example that I have okay. earlier. There is no swiping involved. Right, okay. <laughs> no. Missed that This one, so. is not... <laughs> No. <laughs> Corporate dating. All right. But <laughs> you're finding the right person internally. Yeah. And, that... the, and then on okay, the bank gotcha. stuff, they, they, okay. they will reach you okay. uh, for, for starting potentially the, the collaboration. Yeah. Uh, there is on the other side, I mean, on that same platform, you have also, we share some of the challenges on a different period of time, depending on the region, you can share. We, we share and you can join, sorry. Uh, and then we have also... Um, kind of event slash workshop where the idea is on a specific theme or right. related to a specific event, we invite people in different location. Uh, that's the idea. The first session we have done, that was at Money 2020 because mm -hmm. that was a perfect timing. And we, we invited people to discover that platform because that was the, the launching. And so we invite because we have a lounge over there. So that's an example. But I can imagine having an event on around blockchain and having a kind of a meetup event Mm -hmm. related to blockchain in Singapore, but I can do it also in London because my colleague is, is running the same thing or in San Francisco or Hong Kong, whatever, Kenya, man, now we have Kenya. So that, that's the idea. That, that's my recommendation. If you're a startup, if you want to uh, work with Standard Chartered, so it could be for running a POC or it could be for proposing your solution for a challenge or if you're looking for investment, we are happy to help. And we have also some of the challenge from our client, client corporate. Um, so if we have some of our corporate client looking for a solution, we invite them to this platform too. Okay. That's the starting point. Get yes. on the platform. We'll put all the details in the sure. show notes. Thank you so much, Renee, Marion, Harry. Thank you, Graham. Um, thank, thank you for your insights and sharing your journey as well. And uh, um, yeah, more power to you. You know, you're the change makers within the organization. And as you say, even if it's a small change, it can make a big difference, right? And that sort of reward and seeing your input and how you can create some benefit in the startup ecosystem. Startups really need this. You know, they need good onboarding. They need corporate partners. 
And as you say yourself, there is that sort of, you know, that, that narrative about corporates being like this, X, and they're of a different world. But when we bring people together, and I think that's half the battle, bring people together and realize actually we're saying the same thing, speaking the same language, get us in the same room. You know, that's where the magic happens. Indeed. So we're signing out here in Standard Chartered Headquarters with the beautiful Marina Bay Sands behind us. Just as the bankers are probably clocking off, here are the hardest working oh, the on the team. Thank you so much. This has been uh, Asia Tech Podcast, the Pitch Deck Asia Tour. We are on a tour of the ecosystem and the unsung heroes who support the startups out there. My name's Graham Brown. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.